haunted by memories. This here is from the island realm of Wujen, in a Karatura location of Toro. The memories consist of the bamboo forests, some of which are enchanted. The memories consist of the cutting down of those forests, consist of the extreme anger that you feel, and consist of the building of the massive lumber yards where that enchanted forest is finally cut up and sent out by the evil lumber barons. It consists of the destruction of the fire of your home, which resulted in the, the death of your father. The shadow of your father's murder always seems to over and control the spirit that you have. The lumber baron, Mr. Arthur Preen, suddenly dies at the scene with an arrow through his neck. An investigation is underway to determine who fired that arrow. You escape your fire, your fiery home, and you end up at the Temple of Chun. There, Master Chun becomes your, your sensei, and through several years of instruction, you learn to control your fiery and violent spirit. But one day Chun tells you that this shadow concerning your father's murder and this violence is winning over your control of your spirit. He has attempted to teach you as much as he can. So therefore, he wants you to seek out the temple of Shenhua, a temple where you can seek your comfort spirit and continue your training. The Shenhua is not of this world, but it rather lies in the heavens. The seer thinks he's being mocked, as Chun tells you, to seek a fabled grotto in the far north of Karatur in the land of the Yakmen. This grotto contains a portal to Shenhua. However, the next day, several of the ministers of government, uh, accompanied by several guards, arrive and are looking for Basir, particularly for the murder of lumber baron Arthur Crean. Basir is able to escape and starts his journey for the grotto. Reading your backstory, it seems like you're pretty young. Yeah, like 16. All right, so I'm trying to figure out how to catch you up because everybody's starting out seventh level. So we're going to have to go to with a long time later because I don't know how we do that. <laughs> a year later, two years later, after many adventures, hardships, deprivations, and injury, Basir stumbles out of the cold, desolate tundra and into the warm mist of a hot springs grotto, having found the fabled portal to Shangri-La. Consciously aware that maybe the member or the members of the lumber barons are always on his heel. As he looks across the frozen tundra toward the portal, you sense danger. Roll perception. Uh, my perception was 26. Oh. That's, Whoa, like my, really? that's my best stat. <laughs> I, I have plus nine to it. A strange ship materializes directly above you out of the low clouds. Just as you look up, several strange creatures jump from it, coming towards you, yelling in a strange language. That's exactly what you see as they, as they come down towards you. Since you have perception, you got it, you have initiative. What do you want to do? Can I tell if they, if they seem like hostile? Yes. Okay, I'm going to shoot them <laughs> with my bow. <laughs> Wrote it. 14? The first creature coming at you, you appears to be some this. type of... It'll, uh, okay, it'll already include... Some type of maybe uh, mammal, uh, humanoid mix. As its arms extend, you see these flaps from its wrist all the way down to its waist filled with air. There are three more behind it. The first one takes an arrow. Roll for your damage. Five piercing damage. First one takes an arrow to the shoulder and kind of turns and plumbs toward the ground as the other ones land directly behind him. You see a big monstrous thing wearing a long black coat, <laughs> also humanoid, pretty much jump off the ship and just land, <laughs> boom, on both legs, kind of taking a little absorption to the, to the knees, but other than that, nothing. Um, and it's, and it's, 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 again, wearing a long black coat, um, long, like, type of uh, quarter staff looking thing. Now we're gonna roll for initiative for, you got first initiative, we're gonna roll for, for uh, who's gonna go first? 
There are three of these things with the uh, the, the webbing between the uh, the hand and the uh, and the body, and there's right now one of these. Yes. I got a 20. They've got the roll. There's three of these looking things and this massive. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> the three smaller ones are closer to you. The big ones a little bit further away. How how close are the small ones? Uh, they're within. They're shortly within melee range. The other one is not. Okay, I'm gonna use all my movement, which is 45 feet, to sort of like back away from them. Okay, you create distance. And then I'm gonna shoot. One, well, I can actually I can attack three times. So I'm going to shoot each one of the small ones. So first one's going to be a 17 to hit. And that's nine points of piercing damage. Second attack's going to be a 16 to hit. I'm going to use one of my key points to do a key fueled attack. First arrow strikes, and these are called Hidozi. You'll get to meet them on further. Strikes the Hidozi, um, spinning it backwards. That's your nine point of damage. As you're letting the string go on the other two, a uh, uh, out of the, I don't know, between them, over top of them, there's this whirling thing. Um, it's actually bullets come come flying at you. What's your armor class? Uh, Seventeen. These bolas wrap around your upper body as these two bolas come together. Your last arrow flies can out. I, can I use? Yep, go def, ahead. Can I use deflect missiles? That's, that's, a, a that's my reaction. We can try. Is there, a, <laughs> is there a roll for that? Yeah. When you're hit by a ranged weapon attack, the damage you take is reduced by one d10. Okay. And if you reduce the damage to zero, I can catch it and throw it back. Okay. All right. As the two bolas come together, they strike each other. It's not physical damage, it's stunning damage to cause you to, uh, so I want you to, uh, let's go with constitution instead. 14. So you take half, all right, you're, you're stunned, but you're not unconscious. Okay. All right, you can't throw it back, it's wrapped around you. All right, your last arrow strikes the fourth Fidozi. I'm gonna, you, you got initiative, what do you wanna do? It's wrapped around you, uh, it's difficult to draw your bow. One Fidozi is down, the other two are wounded. And the thrall is right there. Can I still like move? Well, if you look, so you're on a kind of an outcropping right before this steam is coming out of this grotto. Yeah. All right. So you can move toward it where it's um, there's some steam maybe that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll make my way over there. Okay. And then can I? I don't know. Myself is pretty good. Can I take like the hide action and try and disappear into the steam? You can try. As you run toward the steam, also, now I make a dexterity roll. So my dexterity is 18. From the ship, there's this large, like, bow sound, and a net encompasses around you, knocking you over and into the steam. The net just wraps right around you as you fall toward into the steam, out of their sight, but into the steam, and you're wrapped by this net. Coming into the steam now is the large creature. All right, and for everybody, we're gonna call that a thrall. That is this creature you see on the, on this, on this screen. Not the ones that are already, the, the flying ones. So you're wrapped up, you're down, it's right there. Um, I have a long, can I try and use my long sword to cut through the net? Your hands are bound by the bullet, no. As the thrall reaches down to grab you, if you want to try to wrestle free, you can. Yeah, I'll try to, can I, do I have like any, can I move my hands at all? Like, well, your arms are wrapped up. The wraps are wrapped around. Let's say from elbows down. Yes. Okay. Can I try and use stunning strike on him? <laughs> from elbows down. Yeah, yeah, you're level seven. And around you as well. You could do that one inch punch. The one inch yeah. punch. Yeah. <laughs> you can try. Move your feet. Do like a break dance. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's an attack roll for stunning strike. So it's a con saving throw of fourteen to not be stunned. For the, for the subject? Yeah. Okay. The short punch lands. It lands on this black coat. It's reverberated oh, against you. <laughs> the coat. <laughs> the seer is unconscious. <laughs> what you don't see is a surviving Hidozi, which are three, all of which are wounded. One is, the, one is down, and the thrall. The thrall picks you up. This strange-looking ship actually is able to land, all right? Um, the previous picture, it has, like, these almost like foils, and they kind of fold up against the side of the ship. You don't, you, Ian, nor you, Basir, recognize this, but the rest of you will recognize it later. 
the game. Yep. <laughs> All right, see you guys next time. <laughs> you're taken on board the ship. You come to, as you're inside of this strange, green, nauseating aura that is, just fills the entire ship. There are these globular, almost like uh, luminescent balls on these sconces at, on this wooden hallway where you're, where you're just laying there. You're not in the cell yet. You're laying there almost like on a, on a table. And you can feel movement a little bit. And then stepping in front of you is what you see on the screen. Whether or not the seer recognizes or not, um, you do get a feeling of extreme evil from this creature. It hisses. There's like a bubbling sound. The face on it, the, the tentacles, which are octopi kind of tentacles, waver. And you hear like the slurpy, watery noise, because next to it is that large thrall, and you hear the slurpy noise, I told you hunting would be would be at hunting would be good at the portals. I feel the energy from this one. And the thrall in a sort of like a, a, a very bassy kind of voice calls this creature you see on the screen, Masmosia Sin. And he says, Captain, he says, uh, because now those tentacles are reaching toward your face, it's slurping. Um, it has hunger in its eyes. And the thrall reminds Masmodeus Sim that you are human. Sim immediately stops. Unhappy, hungry, slurping continues. But he says, very well, we'll deliver this one and we'll head for Kronos. I have a scheduling contract to keep. The thrall picks you up and throws you into a cell. The last thing the seer sees, just as he is pushed into the cell, is Sim hovering over top of him. And he takes this and he presses it into your forehead. Instead of a red gem that you see on this, on this medallion, it is, a, it is a clear gem. As he pushes in the forehead, there is extreme pain, um, like burning through your entire body. As you pass out, and from here point on until otherwise, any Kai abilities that your key abilities you have are gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything that is attached to related that is key ability or Kai is completely separate. You are useless. Okay. I still got a bow. <laughs> it's all tactics. So whatever that all entails, and right. you as a player knows that, but you're going to feel this right, as, right. as you're a seer. Okay. <laughs> As this gem, yeah. as, this, <laughs> as, this, as this gem absorbs um, those mental abilities that are unique just to you, as you pass out, you wake up later in the cell. You're still on the ship, and you can tell that there's movement. The green haze nauseates you. Just imagine um, green pea soup kind of haze, and it's continuously nauseating. Um, that smell, the air. From this point on until you're away from that green haze, there's also complete disadvantage on every rule. <laughs> oh my god. I learned since the last time. <laughs> you guys don't remember that? Oh, I, I, yes. I don't remember disadvantage on everything. <laughs> the green orbs again hang on those sconces. You have a massive headache. And also, until further notice, intel, wisdom, perception checks are constantly needed just because of the nausea and the, the, the key ability. Sometimes, sometime later, you feel, again, movement from this ship. Um, you don't know how long it's been. You're in and out of consciousness due to the pain. Thrall and Tuhidozi come down, and you're still wrapped. They take you up on deck. Um, your nausea increases. As you're taken up on deck, you are surrounded by a large, large green bubble-like structure. In the center, down below you, or I'm sorry, above you, uh, is also a large green dome in the center surrounding by smaller domes. All teardrop, there's uh, girders that lead to teardrop, that have teardrop shaped trams attached to them, um, lead up to that very top one. All right, so you see this large main dome, there's this green aura that infuses it. In the center, there's a larger one, and then surrounding it are smaller domes. Connecting all the domes to the larger one are these tramways and attached to those tramways are these teardrop like trams. You see creatures, um, some that look like the thrall in these trams. For the regular players, if you recognize this, all right, you start maybe starting to come back to you. But we're talking about the seer, he's first used here. 
you're disheveled, wounded, you're angry as they lead you off the ship as it lands. You step off of it onto a black marble-like surface. To your right, you notice a much larger metal rib structure, kind of like this, it's, just, it's immense. There's a tower next to it and a large gantry that kind of goes over top of it, or next to it, not over top. There are other prisoners, or at least they appear to be prisoners, moving all around. Some appear to be humanoid. Some have the same gem in their forehead as you do. Some do not. Others are being removed from the ship with you. Some you hadn't seen before. Is there anything you want to do at this point before I continue? Um, can I just like feel the gem and see, is it like, it's in, try to pry it a little bit? The, it's in completely infused in, into your forehead. Um, any manipulation of it as you at least try to use a little bit of force immediately results in what would be a migraine type of extreme headache pain. You also feel continuously nauseous and weak due to this green ore. The two in combination have basically shut your, your body down, so to speak. All right, but any manipulation of the gem results in this incredible pain. Two thralls take you over to one of the other domes. Uh, they're not gentle. Uh, you're being moved about. You're not the only one going to this dome. About that time, you hear this sound, and you notice behind you where that ship was, the one you just got off of, a spiral type of opening opens up, and you can see the night sky and non-green, all right, because everything else is green and luminescent. You can actually see it. It looks like there's some maces or some kind of outcroppings out there as this ship lifts up and slowly heads out that portal and then spirals close again. Your heart sinks as the portal closes. They take you into a smaller dome, throw you in amongst other prisoners, some humanoid, some you don't recognize what they are. Days, weeks, a month or more. Time has no meaning. Some days you are left out of your small dome into the larger enclosure. Every few days another ship arrives with prisoners and departs. Most are gemmed, some red, some clear like yours. Several red-gemmed humans seem to be most more, more important or more mistreated than others. All have something in common. Dark hair, um, light features, red gems instead of the clear gems. You learn through your interaction with other prisoners, they're called scions, and they hail from a place called Homeworld. They're hunted refugees of a conquered race. One of them, you make acquaintance with, seems to be their leader, goes by the name of Lubeck. On a particular day, you're taken out of the prison dome to do labor. You see prisoners adding sheathing to some of the other domes some type of metallic substance, always thralls around, always nauseous, always weak. Occasionally you see strange slug-like creatures rolled up outside of the, in the largest dome as they're, as they're moving. Some days prisoners are removed, taken to the larger dome and never seen again. On this particular day, Basir, you're taken from your dome into a, a second one next to you, where all the prisoners have been taken. As the door opens, you see this, green vats, pods all around the wall, and round circular vats with piping that connect them all. So you see these pods, and inside these pods are moving, something is moving. The bubbling liquid in the vats and the piping leading to these pods, with these green things hanging from the girders. And then you notice the face a humanoid face in one of these pods staring back at you. A command is given by a thrall to take you to one of the vats. As you're being pushed over to one of the vats, you get a feeling that this is going to be the end and you'll end up in one of these pods. Suddenly the thrall stops. There's a commotion outside. <clears throat> the portal opens and he move, removes you out of that dome into the main dome. And there you see what appears to be a large fight commotion or some kind of something going on they immediately take you back to the prison dome and throw you back in 
know you might want to do something, but I had to get that out so we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I understand. You can visualize your, your position. Prequel number two. We have a starlight background. This is wild space. A round vortex tube surrounds you. Colorful. Dragonfly ship. Semi-transparent wings vibrating faster than the eye can see. The runner. The fastest um, damselfly ship that known. Actually a smuggler. Crewed by six. One of which is Renza. Your crew. A plasmoid. Your captain. Those of you who don't know what a plasmoid is, you will learn. Captain Joplin Dopp. Your, your jammer. Human named Skull. Because he wears a metal skull over top of what's left of his, of his brain. Having had been the victim of an illithid attack that removed the entire skull cap. The metal replaces where the bone used to be. Keeping everything from liquiding out. Skull is your jammer. First mate, Cracker, Hadozi. Obviously, you can see Cracker there. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, do we have to watch our words here? <laughs> I'm sorry, Crackers is his name. <laughs> that makes it work. Crackers the dozy. I feel targeted. <laughs> and then you have the brothers, Jug and Jack. Two humans. This is the crew of the smuggler ship, the Runner. Lorenzo is a member of that crew. Lorenzo is actually the muscle of that crew, having newly arrived. So you got this dragonfly-looking ship, the, the translucent wings batting faster than the eye can see, and it's zipping through this vortex. The vortex looks something like traveling at colossal speeds, just spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. They get the Yankee. The bane of spell jamming space, generally considered evil, maniacal, hunters, a plague, but not all are the same. <clears throat> Some think that their race can be better. Some take a different path. Some become adventurers and find meaning elsewhere, such as Ruenza, now a member of the runner's crew traveling at speeds that are greater than anything you'd ever imagine. Where the stars around you just vortex into cylindrical tunnels, just like you see on the map. Born to spell jamming space. Comfortable in open places. Not comfortable in confined places. <laughs> comfortable in less air, less gravity. Maybe uncomfortable when there's too much air, too much gravity. Ships that defy imagination, that fly through, through space, such as the damselfly ship that you're on. I call it the dragonfly. It's a damselfly. You can take a look at it. It becomes important later. The top uh, yellowish circle is the helm. The bottom yellowish circle is actually under the gravity well, which we'll talk, or the gravity plane, which we'll talk about. On the back, you see the rest of the ship, and at the very top there is a mongrel, or basically a catapult. When it flies, and it's flying at speed, the translucent wings are basically a blur to the eye. This is the runner. Beautiful, colorful ship. Again, captained by the crew, Joplin Dot, which is a plasmoid. Crackers, first mate, Hadozi. The brothers, Jug and Jacks. Humans, and then Skull, the Spelljammer. He's the pilot. Spelljammers have to be spellcasters. If they're not spellcasters, they cannot pilot the ship. Hey, boss, we're slowing. Something's big out there. It's coming hard, says Skull to Joplin Dot. Joplin Dot responds in a hissing voice like puffs of air escaping from valves. Almost auto-tuned. That's captain to you. Skull, can we outrun it? I don't think so. It's got the lead on us. We're exiting the axis now. Want me to bring the load up? Joplin, yes. Do it. Boys, get to your stations. Judd and Jacks head to the mongrel on the very top. Crackers and Ruinza to the deck, drawing your swords. 
As you walk by, you see this is the chair. This is the helm that that pilots a spell jamming ship. Crystals underneath, suspending it up off the ground in like a in like a field. Uh, that field then go, and I got to give you this so that as player characters you move on later. That field then encompasses an area at the bottom. Next to it is a pedestal, or in front of it, I'm sorry, is a pedestal with a ball attached to it. You will remember this. I do remember this. <laughs> you better remember this. <laughs> you better. You crashed a ship into a mountain. You tried to steer it. <laughs> you did your best. So the, the chair is a spell jamming helm, and I added this to this game. It's not in the regular rules. This is a lodestone pedestal. Lodestone is important for just like the connotation of the name, uh, a magnetic field, therefore gravity. Okay, that's going to be important for player characters moving forward. So you need three parts to, to guide a spell jamming ship. You need a spell caster, doesn't matter what the, the discipline, who can either operate in the weave, either weave magic or other magic. You need a spell jamming helm, which is built and it's extremely expensive. Um, ships that don't have them can't move. And in my world, you need a lodestone and pedestal. And the only one here I know that has any experience with any of that is Zaman. And that didn't turn out real well. It did not turn out <laughs> really well. The lodestone is inside the helm, like in the same it's area so, as so, the helm. Yes, it's the right helm in front of it. It's on a pedestal right in front. So, so physically, a pilot or uh, a jammer is like this and he's moving around. Doesn't always have to be, all right? Got to be in the seat operating the lodestone in order to, to do something. Ten and two. <laughs> <laughs> And this is, I failed my spell chamber test. I gotta be able to introduce another character and for you guys to start getting familiar with how things operate, so. So the last command was, okay boys, get your stations. Jug and Jack's head up to the mongrel, uh, which is basically a catapult. Um, crackers and Ruins uh, um, head up to the deck, which is toward the back. Your ship slows dramatically. Um, you're going to learn this too in spell jamming space. The bigger you are, uh, the more control you are. So if you are approaching at uh, spell jamming speed a large object, your ship will have to automatically slow down so you'll careen into it and, vice, and those kind of things, and we'll talk about that. But in this case, um, and also in my world, um, the axis is that thread that connects the different spherical or oblong or whatever systems that make up the, the different planets of this, it is the axis that allows the faster than normal speed to get from point A to point B. So you have to get on the axis to travel that, all right? But in the middle of all, or outside of that, I mean, let me say it better than this, anything around a planetary body is wild space, all right? The space between planetary bodies is the astral plane. That's the Asteroid Sea. Wild space requires gravity and air to survive. The Asteroid Plane does not. Nothing ages in the Asteroid Plane. You don't have to produce air in the Asteroid Plane. It's, it's a completely different location, and, 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 and ultimately you'll, your character will end up there. But it's the axis that connects everything. So think of the axis such as in a modern science fiction movie going in and out of work. All right, that is that tunnel effect that you have, and that's where you travel. So in this case, Skull brings the runner out of axis because a larger body, which is something coming at them, um, has basically uh, gotten in their way. Ship slows dramatically as Skull runs his hands around the orb, floating above a pedestal in front of his, in front of his home. All of you feel the gravity increase around you, your muscles taunt. You come out of the vortex. A black ship materializes directly next to you, all right? Sails um, completely unfurled. You see multiple, multiple beings, um, humanoids, on the deck as it also comes out of the axis right next to you. Very, very large black galleon. None of this is Greek to Ruinzo. Having been in Spelljamming space, the stars, the ship, the danger of it, it coming out of the axis, none of that is foreign to him. 
And we're currently in the astral then? We're in between? No, you're in wild space. Okay. Yep, you're in wild space in, in whatever system. Immediately after the black ship materializes and you see the crew on board that ship coming toward the side, some carrying what appear to be rope and some kind of hook in order to board. You hear this loud, loud pop, almost like wood, smacking wood. And you see runner, Runner's Mongrel has fired. Jug and Jacks immediately got their, their catapult into operation. Fires at the galleon. A large projectile comes and hits the galleon right on the, on the side, but bounces off. Underneath the front, which is directly below the helm, a ballista bolt from the runner rips through the galleon's larger center sail. Pick one, doesn't matter, there's multiple. You see this bolt just come and rip right through the sail. And somewhere up in the rigging, uh, a creature falls down to the deck. All right, you can see that as well. Or actually, you can. Over on the galleon side, you see, and also a mongrel, you can see an arm fly up as a projectile comes um, toward the runner, missing. The ships are closing. Anything you want to do? Are there any of the ropes attached to the uh, the runner yet? No. No. Uh, I'm just going to hold position. Wait and, wait and see what happens. I'm not sure what weapons you have, but I'm sure you have them. Yep, out they're there. drawn, ready to go. Okay, and you're on deck with, with crackers. The Mongol fires again. It's almost in slow motion through Rizzo. And a large projectile hits Jug and Jax's position um, on top of the runner. The entire runner flutters, rocks back and forth from the hit. All screams something out, something really loud, but you can't tell what it is. There's no sign of the brothers up above you because you're down below them. Okay. The, the mongrel location's up top. A large ballista bolt is then fired from the, the galleon. It slams into the side of the runner's um, hull and goes taunt. Both ships are starting to come together. On the other side, you hear clank, 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 as a large device is being clanked bringing that, that rope taunt, causing the ships to come together. As they come together, you can see now the humanoids. Some are human, uh, look like human space sailors. How close to this rope am I? Is it like within reach from the side of the deck? It is, yeah. I went, it went through the side. Um, it's about yay lit, yay thick, as it's being cranked closer and cranked closer. Missile fire starts coming at you guys. Let's roll for initially. 19. I'm gonna scuttle down to the uh, the rope and try to cut it. So you're okay. So you're heading down that way. Missile fire starts coming <clears throat> in. Crossbow bolt type of device misses you, fuzz into the side as you're reaching down to the rope. You get there. Cut it. You start. You're cutting into the rope. Yep. You're cutting into the rope. Roll to hit or roll for damage. Right. What are you? Uh, what, what are you cutting with? I am cutting with my, one of my long swords. Twenty six to hit. What kind of weapons you guys? <laughs> <laughs> there we're level seven characters. Yeah, we got, still, uh, my goodness. Magic weapon plus three, <laughs> plus four. Plus one. Plus one. Oh, okay. Or missile fire towards you. What's your uh, armor class? Uh, Hit by a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> it is eighteen, and I'm dueling the wielder, so that's nineteen. All right, but you're holding on to the boat. Yeah, you not currently. Okay, right here, <laughs> dexterity's not going to come into play either, so take off any dexterity modifiers you have. And what is it? 18. Okay. <laughs> it glances off your armor. The boats come together. About that time, as you look up, the plasmoid, Joplin Jop, comes up on deck wielding a long spear. Some type of ray, you can't really tell what it is, a blue ray leaves the, the black ship. It strikes Joplin Dop center. Oh, Captain. It divides him in two like a knife through jello. He's already jello though, so I'm hurting him back. <laughs> now there's two captains. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a worm. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> the two halves peel, basically. Just like you saw him in the picture, the two blue globular halves just kind of split and fold over. Oh. <laughs> oh, went this way. Oh, captain, my captain. He was my favorite character. He didn't even say anything. <laughs> the ships, boom, come together. Ropes, and now you're still right there. Even if you want to roll again to try to cut the line, you can't. Yep. I picked it up. 21. Push it. You sever the line. 
but I'm also instantaneous at the same time, grappling hooks by multiple, <laughs> by multiple crew members come across, and now they're starting to come across, and what you see is a combination of what appears to be human sailors, and you see thralls, and you see various different kind of items in their hands. The bottom one is actually a handle weapon. It is non-colorful like his, but that's a handle weapon. The one in the middle is a thrall weapon, a gem, a gem type of weapon. The one on the top is a blaster tube, all right? And you see these kind of things amongst the thralls. Cracker is, is on the, Crackers is on the, uh, is on the main deck, and you see him like try to, you know, he like leaps to get away from a from a blow. Um, these this tissue between his hand and his and his um, waist open up. Right at the same time, his sword connects with it. He takes a cut that nearly severs the right membrane from his arm as he attempts to uh, to glide across. He crumples to the deck floor. As the ship com come completely together, you are nauseated. You don't see anything, but you're completely nauseated by something. You don't know what it is in the air that nauseates you. Skull leaves the helm. The ships are locked together. There's no reason there. As he stands up to leave the helm, he is struck by some kind of uh, item, uh, long uh, projectile, almost like a, a magic, a metal magic missile in the chest. Uh, he goes down, he gets back up to defend himself. <coughs> You have initiative, what do you want to do? Okay, I'm going to, how far away is the, the thrall from right there? Uh, I'm going to, let's see. Push him off the ship. I'm, I'm going to uh, misty step behind the, the thrall as my bonus action, and then take my two attacks. Um, just as you misty step, there's a, um, there's a vibration through the ship obviously throws off your ability to hit, at that point to hit your target. Um, either that or your weapon strikes the back wherever you were aiming and is reverberated <clears throat> off this black long coat, hence the, the nine, because you didn't hit on the first one. But using your ability on your second one, on your natural, you come across, you slice through that run through road damage, you slice through that black coat. This creature and its black, basically, giant trench coat take a massive cut across the back um, it goes down to its knees and rolls to the side as another one takes its place and swings at you. Swings at you with this long handle on the end of it. Isn't a blade, but an axe. What's your armor class? I got both weapons in hand, so 19 now. The <coughs> is slammed with um, 11 points, um, hit by this axe in the chest. The, the, the blade doesn't penetrate, however. It, it's more energy than it is at this point, so. We're gonna call that, um, let's call that exhaustion damage. Okay. Because the intent is not to kill you. You stumble backwards, it rounds on you again. I'm not gonna roll for initiative if you have it. What do you wanna do? Uh, attack the thrall that's down. Don't even have to roll the hit. Uh, you, you hit it, it's dead. <clears throat> you, you hit it, you cut right through the, the completely malfunctioned and useless coat. Um, this thrall is not getting up again. As you do that hit, the other one comes at you. Just as that occurs, you've never seen anything like it. This, to all player characters you have already encountered them, is a gnomon. Gnomon are the leaders of the thralls. They are a futuristic race. There's a strange sonic noise. Just as you're ready to engage that second one again, fired from a gnomon. This clear wave of energy hits hits you. Roll for constitution. That's ten. Yes. <laughs> now we can get to the important characters, like mine. <laughs> the blast, unlike anything you've ever felt, knocks you down. Um, Welcome to the club. <laughs> here's what I wrote. Run combat for a few rounds, melee against Thrall and then a gnome. Describe gnomon moves, make him <laughs> crazy scary. <laughs> it works. Well, I'm scared. <laughs> the last thing ruins the seeds. The gnomon coming down onto his forehead with a metallium with a, with a, and this one is also clear, um, instead of red, a clear gem, and you feel this 
burning sensation into your forehead, um, a feeling unlike you've never ever had before. All side powers are gone until we say otherwise. <laughs> you have this massive kind of headache that you've never had before either. Completely foreign to you, a migraine, a, a, a nauseous as you completely lose consciousness. Cracker is wounded and down, skull is wounded and down. You don't know what happened to the captain. You do not know what happened to Jack and to Jug. Slowly as you're fading off, the, the air around you starts becoming uh, more green, more green, more green, this green luminescent air. Headache upon headache, hour after hour. At some point you're taken aboard the black ship, you know that. The reason for that is you sort of wake up on the table just outside of these different cells on, in this long hallway, a wooden hallway aboard what you believe is the black ship because you don't recognize it as the runner. The thrall brings over some kind of gruel and is putting it into the cells with other prisoners. Um, you do see Cracker and you do see Skull. At some point the gnomon hovers, hovers over you with that, fa with that, that white face. You see black, what appears to be either grown skin or some kind of like armor going up its side of its neck and coming around just like you saw in the image above its ears. Makes no comment, it's no facial expressions whatsoever, it just looks at you. As it brings its hands up and on its arm, on its black arm, is there something on its arm as it's pushing things? Kind of imagine like the Predator kind of thing in the old Predator movies where he's just do doing something on the arm as it turns to leave. As, as it's oh, looking at me, can I spit at it? Spit in its face? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of it, it just dribbles down the side. <laughs> shove you into one of, the, uh, one of the cells. You sleep when you can. You know the ship is moving. You can feel it, having been used to space jammer travel. At some point, there's a movement in the ship. There's noises that, that you register from having been in spell jamming. Uh, in, in, in battles aboard a spell jamming ship, there's some kind of fight going on. There's some kind of battle. A day or so later, after this battle, you feel more movement from the ship. There's loud noises, thud, the ship vibrates. It kind of passes through the hull. Shortly afterwards, multiple thralls come down and start forcing prisoners out of their cells, you're included. They put these bands on you. Think of the slap bands you guys play with. <laughs> so it brings your hands together in front and they slap these bands on you and they immediately lock on. Really strange. So uh, those are restraint bands for future purposes. You'll get to know them as well. I didn't bring it out in Basir because they didn't they didn't put any on Basir. You they were didn't wrapped need to. in the yeah. <laughs> I gave up immediately. <laughs> Rowenza, Crackers, um, Skull, and the other, what other prisoners you notice there that have been inside the ship are brought up on deck. You're on deck of the black ship. You're inside this green, nauseating dome. Uh, it's extremely large, like a bubble-like structure. Um, ahead of you is a large center dome. Around them are, are other ones. There's uh, girder devices, um, like gantries with teardrop-shaped trams attached to them. You can see thralls in amongst that, other creatures like thralls and other prisoners are moving about. The ship landed in a cradle, like a metallic rib. Um, a, a large, like, not gangplank, but like a, like a gangplank is, is, goes from a tower over on board the ship. Gotta remember, your galleon is shaped like this. It can't land on dirt because it'll tumble over. So for future references, a ship like that can never land on land. It's a dumb design. It can only land in water, hence when the black galleon fought the mother's wife, right? But mm -hmm. it cannot land on land unless it has something to cradle it, or otherwise it'll tip over. Ships. Mm -hmm. Some spell, gem, spell gemming ships can land on land, some can go in water, some can't. It's, it depends. Things yeah, break off. The dragonfly one probably could have landed anywhere. Yeah, and it, but it's considerably smaller. <laughs> Okay. It's gone now. This one landed in this big metallic cradle. There's no latches that come up. There's regular standard mooring lines. You, as you're up on deck, and you know this because you're a sailor, you know, there's two large mooring lines that are used. As you come off the gangplank, you're in a tower because the ship is taller than on the, on the, the dome floor level, and they start bringing you down. There is a gantry that's moving um, stuff. That, comes across to move stuff out of the hold or whatever, okay? So there's a long, long, the prison, line, long line of prisoners to include you, 
as you guys are shuffled down this, you know, three-tiered tower, down to this glass surface, black glass surface. That is the surface of the dome. Black marble-like surface. You see multiple flaws around, um, all kinds of other humanoids. But you realize something, Ruenza. The right side of your restraint didn't lock. For some reason, it didn't close on your right arm. It didn't grab. Seasoned fighter, you realize you can free your right arm as the thrall walks, or thrall walks in front of you. Others are behind with other prisoners. What do you want to do? I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for a better opportunity. The one that walks in front of you takes a handle weapon, it's on a, like a sling, and brings it up over his shoulder. Does that change anything you want to do? No, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're still nauseated. You have no side abilities whatsoever. Okay. So Renza, the, uh, the group moves toward a, a, a large, smaller, uh, a, a smaller dome. There's multiple prisoners there. There's that gnome in front of you that has a handle weapon on his back. Your right wrist is free. So you should believe it's free from the restraint. Behind you are other, um, other thrall. And then above, still up on the ship, is the one gnomon that you had battled. Okay. All right. And then you guys are moving over toward this. You can take him this time. The smaller gun. <laughs> oh, no, actually, he's being quite smart. Yeah. <laughs> Just as you get close to that, to that group, mm. there, there is a fight amongst the prisoners in the group. Um, one that appears to be um, a little bit larger. A little bit more in charge, kind of like that that prison-like alpha male, so to speak, um, is beating on another prisoner as best as he can. Um, thralls come in. Multiple thralls start coming in. Their attention is toward that fight. Is there anywhere that I could slip off to or escape to? You're inside a massive green dome on this mesa, surrounded by taller stone-like structures. Inside that dome is a large <laughs> center right dome, and then the smaller ones with girders and these trams. So no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The inside is that green fluorescent illumination that you have that's making you completely nauseous. So you can take advantage of that loose restraint or bide your time. It's up to you. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna bump into the prisoner behind me and try to like instigate him into another fight. Try to like start a riot. Do you roll a charisma. If we have uh, resistance or if we are immune to like poison or disease, would we have the same effect from this air? Well, roll for it, but I don't see it happening since it's already occurred. Just like being nose blind, after a while you kind of get used to it mm -hmm. and can work maybe around it. So yeah, I, I don't see a reason why we couldn't do that. He bumps you back. Maybe a higher level. Or a different what are you doing? He bumps you back. He's, uh, it's not crackers. Crackers is it hurt uh, from that membrane. It's, it's still weak blood. <laughs> Skull is hurt. Haven't taken that shot to the chest. It's padded, um, but he's 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 in bad bad shape. So it's another prisoner. Um, he bumps you back. He he's he's got his on and he just shoulder checks you. All right. I'll headbutt. Headbutt. Oh, I'm I'm not the I'm not headbutt. headbutt. Um, in the landing gantry there, and you see that there's kind of two fights going on. Basir, not knowing what uh, what what Gith Yankee are, um, just sees that there's a strange creature fighting with a human, and then over to the right side, there's a um, there's a you know another fight, like the prisoners. You were about to become fish food, if you remember. Yes. All right, and these fights caused the thrall to bring you out. Right. As you're coming out, and they're taking you back to the prison dome, which was only one of big, massive dome for all the prisoners. And you're walking back. You see the ship in its gantry, in its its berth, and you see there's a fight going on here, which is him. Him. 
<coughs> now paroles are getting involved, and over here there's prisoners that are that are having an issue as well. So just that's the picture that's being painted for you because energy blast from the ship 19 comes out into a wave and just sweeps. Uh, do you remember when uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings when the real bad stuff happened? Everybody just kind of fell over that big energy wave. <laughs> So there's this energy wave that just gets fired off the ship, and it kind of whacks all all of it. All right. Um, <laughs> We're just standing there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just it just comes out into a cone. This is all for party future reference. So it comes out into a cone and it expands. As it expands, it loses energy, but it gets its message across, and it just whacks everybody there. Does it hit the thralls as well? It, yeah, but they're they they're. Uh, okay. You know, they're a little bit immune to it, not much, but it's enough to get them worked up. They just start beating on every prisoner there, all right? So you take a punch to the face from a very uh, bad-looking bad thrall. Um, one grabs you, puts you down, and just puts the boots to you. So there is a um, mutual uh, public corporal punishment given to all the prisoners, and you're chucked back into your dome. <laughs> I wasn't even part of this. <laughs> Days, maybe weeks go by. Time has no meaning in the green dome. Basir and Ruinza get to know each other. You also get to know Lubick. 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 The, uh, the, the male sign. Occasionally you're left out of the prison dome and you're put on details, particularly to put more sheathing up or to do other work details. One day, like any other day, while being removed from, from the dome and from the other prisoners, there's a massive crash. There's a sound of fighting. As you look, the girder that connects the larva dome has completely broken away Laying on the on the on the black or on the black marble floor are the twisted bodies of several thralls, either trapped in or halfway out of trams that have just crashed. You see a group of humanoids. Uh, the seer immediately recognizes recognizes what is a, a human female running. Uh, there is what appears to be a dragon on two legs running. Uh, there is uh, a creature with a horn running. There is a, a monstrous, tall, muscled, uh, muscular human running, um, engaged in this uh, large fight as they're coming towards you guys. These adventurers are being pursued by additional thralls as they're coming through. All right, we're back in it. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs>